Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter Show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> this week on the Ned Natter Show from Florida, we've reached the start of season number seven. Yep, and it's been a wet and windy start to the week. Of course, I'm chatting about the weather, not the wife there. Add to that, we've got a new neighbour, a peanut farmer, who says he's got the cleanest organic nuts in America. Quite a boast indeed, I'd say. Add to that, me rapping restaurant seesaw around him buddy, that's Bashana Kondabindi. Yeah, he chats on about reincarnation. Oh dear. Either way, you're just going to love me always perpendicularly packed show. More so when we take a look at those other crazy regular features and callers from around the world too. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, what's now re- loosely referred to as Ned Nats Florida Island, we've had the kind of weather a fish and duck farmer would absolutely love. <laughs> yep, the rain has created ponds just about everywhere. Yep, add to that, with rain comes mud, and that brings up the local mindless mud Boggers, oh dear, that's noisy mud. Add to that, I've still got that borrowed RV hooked up to the farmhouse with Ding Dang and me con man relative Skip now living inside. Add to that, the wife Elsie and her best buddy Beyond It, that's Beyond It Brandish Washington or BBW to her friends, are now full-time members of the Feed Me To movement. That's right, Feed Me To movement, yeah. They think of themselves first and their guts often. <laughs> to be honest, I think they should just open a private food bank with a conveyor belt delivering the food right into the oven. Well right into their mouths come to think of it on the other hand they've been lighter with the microwave again as they've been off every night to an all-you-can-eat buffet supper with skinny old frank that's the stuffer fan yeah he's the guy beyond it managed to unearth on that cougar dating website oh dear she hasn't bothered looking for anyone else either yep see a man that knows how to feed her is simply the ideal match she's always been looking for (laughs) There's no doubt about that. Added to that, Frank is all voyeurism and no action. Well, we haven't seen or heard any yet, so it's been a tour of just about every all-you-can-eat buffet in an 100-mile radius. Well, let's say it, this week, it moved out to nearly 200 miles. Yeah, well, they're never welcome back anywhere they go. You know, the owners get nervous when the food's all gone and the super supper-eating twosome are hunting around for more to eat. <laughs> At first, they get it in easy, you know, well, they send Frankie ahead of them. <laughs> He's as slim as a pencil and gets that nice welcome treatment, yeah. But, you know, after that, they come in, and they're the absolute opposite. Yeah. <laughs> He's an outright stuffer fan, for sure, as I mentioned, and longs to feed up women who don't really need feeding for his apparent pleasure. <laughs> oh dear, they leave earlier and get back later every night. Poor Frank's certainly clocking up the mileage with the increased radius. I mean in distance, not the wife and beyond it. They're just working on an increased circumference. 
you know, naturally on the optimistic side, the longer journeys, I'm just hoping they won't come back at all. <laughs> but malicious optimism is not always a good thing, I can tell you. Oh, no, no. It was beyond its birthday a few days back, and two of her six kids showed up at the farm. Yeah, they're only slightly smaller than her, too, and have eaten me out of house and home. Yep, eating to excess is a family tradition for the Washingtons. <laughs> The twin 18-year-old girls, that's Tequila and Lakeisha. Yeah, it does sound like an odd Mexican cocktail, I'll give you that. <laughs> they started eating when they arrived, headed out to buffet supper with their mom and Elsie, and when they got back, started eating all over again. The only thing around here that eats more and faster is me kitchen sink waste disposal. Yep. And that's not fussy about what it eats either. Oh dear. <laughs> I walked into my living room at 1am to find the now four stuffers slumped about the place here. Yeah, added to that, they'd eaten all the birthday cakes. Yep, you heard me right. Cakes, plural. One each, that was. Yeah. You know, I couldn't even find the candles either. Anyway, they were all there, snoring and farting in unison with a blissful Frank, wide awake, watching the proceedings. Oh dear, he was happy, and I was worried. Yep, for one... I don't think the floor is up to it. You know, putting all that weight in just one corner of the house surely can't be a good thing. <laughs> Add to that, I was worried about old Nan wandering in with a lighted cigarette. <laughs> but after leaving me regular farmhouse trials and tribulations for a while, despite everything I've tried to do to shut down the rumours, I've still got that ongoing dilemma. Well, what you call... An outright disaster, yep. That's all caused by that surge of conspiracy theorists descending on me poor little Florida farm. It's the centre of a real-life conspiracy, the cabbage circle cover-up at Two Medicine Farm. <laughs> What's worse is me coal man relative Skipner is still charging folks, not only admission fees, but for phony souvenirs and the like last week. And within two days, I'd harvested all my greens and left him with a blank rectangle rather than a suspicious circle. <laughs> But you know, that wasn't the end of Skip's profit centre or new circling. <laughs> yeah, it was circling about all right. Put it this way, the dreaded circle are gone, but the story got more far-fetched than ever. A few days ago, when a new group of crazy sky watchers showed up, fueled by this guy who runs a UFO conspiracy website. Oh dear. <laughs> now we haven't got a cover-up. Oh no, we've got a cover-all. Yep. A field packed by another form of alien, about 200 of them every night, lying there looking up into space. <laughs> the upside is nature, though, yeah. She provided a nice bit of cloud in the sky and soaked them with five inches of rain. Believe me, <laughs> if there are any aliens looking in on me humble little farm, they must be having one out of a laugh. <laughs> yeah. Alien reality TV, just look at all those stupid, muddy little earth men down there. <laughs> Whilst on the subject of complete disasters, there was a mass exodus from me farm artist retreat this week. Yeah, all the out-of-state visitors decided things weren't so great here in Florida after all. What with the return of the omnipresent mosquito population, yeah. And we are besieged with the miserable little critters this year. They all left with a bunch of excuses, so I'm having to find alternative work for Quinton and his happy-go-lucky guitar-plucking partner, Craglet. 
Well, I could make use of Quentin, actually. You know, I'd put him in that empty cabbage field, and with any luck, he'd bore all of Skip's visitors to death with his endless when I was in Hollywood stories. Oh, dear. <laughs> well, I note, you know, one of me retreat success stories, you know. Remember Wilma, the sculptor? Yeah, well, she's tying the knot with me Ferrari-obsessed tractor mechanic Luigi Spaghettori. <laughs> yep, that's him next week. They're tying the knot and we're all invited. Yep. That means a big spread, especially if he plans on feeding the wife and beyond it as part of the day. <laughs> as they say, when one door closes, another opens, and this week marked the sale of a nearby farm. It's been taken over by a guy from Georgia, a peanut farmer, and according to Peter the Peanut Guy, he has the cleanest nuts in Georgia, and now he's bringing his organically grown nuts to Florida. <laughs> Oh well, added to that, he's close to me, but closer to me neighbour Rush. And I'm just hoping Peter's not a Democrat, otherwise Rush is going to make his life miserable. In fact, I think about it, Rush makes everyone's life miserable with his tedious, over-the-fence Republican rhetoric. But unfortunately, yeah, we spoke too soon on that one yet. Old Rush called me this morning in a kind of panic state to let me know that Peter the Peanut Guy once worked for the CIA. Oh dear, that's all we need. I can just see Rush's head spinning now. Intelligence to peanuts all in one lifetime sure makes for an odd story. And Rush is convinced it's a Democrat plant and conspiracy. Yep, that's Peter, not the planned peanut plants. Oh dear. It's just in time to get them planted for an October crop blow. So uh, if you thought Rush was nuts before... By the end of the year, he's going to be surrounded by them too. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday. You can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. By the way, and away from the troubles of the nutty world, <laughs> I read this really ridiculous article a few days ago about an indigenous tribe that's trying to block a car battery mine. Oh dear, what a stupid headline. After all, if you could mine ready-made batteries, you wouldn't have to make them, would you? The truth is, though, it's a lithium mine, the main component in electric car batteries. Added to that, we're talking Nevada, the gambling state, where the indigenous tribe members mostly have day jobs in this era. But now, you know, the folks are benefiting from stupid headlines like that, aren't they? It destroys the old meaning and stupefies the importance of any underlying message, doesn't it? After all, nobody wants to mention that right now. The biggest percentage of lithium used in all those little electric car batteries comes all the way from China. Mm. Add to that, the same message was shared through social media, the infamous source of the most stupid information. Yep, added to that, there was email too, of course. Oh dear. That, of course, brings me, well, rapidly to one of the world's fastest skim readers. <laughs> Naturally, or even unnaturally, that's me almost antique, 95-year-old mother, old Nan. Mm. You know, last week I mentioned a caller from Australia who told me about emailing trees. Well, I know you are very kind and considerate out there, but I prefer it if you don't email the old crow. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're more likely to get a reply from one of those trees and it'll probably make more sense too. <laughs> See, she's discovered those little instant replies on the bottom of her messages. Mm. Yep, you send her a detailed message asking her a bunch of important questions and your answer will probably just say OK or yes. <laughs> on the other hand though, Nan's best gambling drinking buddy, that's Toshiko Suzuki. Yep, she's me, daughter, brother, and she's the family Nelson, that as wife from Beverly Hills Sex Service. Heiner's now one and three-year-old grandmother. Yep, another long-lasting specimen. She doesn't have email and doesn't want a phone either. Add to that, she's highly distressed by all those letters she's been getting from so-called scientific folks writing in and offering to bring both her and old Nan back from extinction. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I've heard of fossil DNA, but that's taking things too far. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Anyway, thinking of hideous nightmares like me rather bizarre fossilised mother, I'm still having these really weird dreams. Yeah, they return with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always arrive when I'm having a nice nap, never in bed. This time, though, I'd settle down in a comfortable cushion lounger on me farmhouse porch. The sun was slowly setting and it was nice and quiet. I soon dozed off. I dreamt I was lying back watching the clouds. They were drifting along on a gentle breeze like pieces of fluffy cotton wool. But then, you know, the air suddenly got a bit cooler, damp even, and I soon noticed a few planes flying high in the sky and drifting by. Then, suddenly, all these small black silhouetted dive bombers were heading towards me. Yep, flying too close. Buzzing the head in this really irritating way. It was so close, I was getting itchy. Oh dear. Yep, I woke with a start. Spring was definitely here. It was dusk, and the supersized Asian tiger mosquitoes were back here to hassle me. So much for me nappy. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts, so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. On the other hand, and still on the subject of bad dreams, me scruffy farman ding-dang told me this week that his new truck is great. Yep, when the engine is switched off, that is. <laughs> it's moments like this he savours, you see. Why? Well, you can only hear the new sound system when the lemon is not running. Add to that, he wasn't happy seeing Luigi Spaghettori here on the farm. That's his supposed rival for Realm of the Sculptor's affections. Yep, me simple farmhand is permanently in a state of denial. <laughs> but despite the drama of acting stupid when he already is, I've got an unforgettable little feature on my show. So here's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. He was grinning like a possum eating sweet today uh, I can't say it can I <laughs> oh dear he was grinning like a possum eating a sweet potato oh dear <laughs> he reckons that was Luigi the tractor mechanic when he announced plans for his wedding to Wilmer Ding Dang reckons he was first on the scene with Wilmer and he's jealous 
Oh dear. Take a look in the mirror and smell your armpits, ding dang. <laughs> That'll give you a rough idea of why Wilma chose the Ouija instead of you. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Well, next up I've got Ned's sagacious moment for you. I might not be a serious old sage, you know, but I've got time to think and I like the idea of sharing my thoughts with you, my lovely listeners. So moving on from farm life in general for a minute, I've spent a few hours this week questioning the overwhelming addiction of social media on folks in general. Or what I call one step away from cocaine, actually. Well, think about it. If you're talking dependency, they're pretty much on a par, aren't they? Some folks have a device on 24-7 just to keep an eye on followers, friends, likes, posts and pointless news. Mm. Add to that, they probably check social media before they look in the mirror every morning. And it's perhaps the last thing they do before bed. Or in bed, more like. When it's not available, well, they fret until it reappears, don't they? The obsession with not missing a thing is just going too far. Add to that, most folks don't realise they're just working for free, aren't they? That's right, free, and the only people really benefiting from all those postings and chatter are the owners of the social media platforms, and that's a big oh dear for sure. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour old Lonnie and nudist swinger old Fred's home is still the oddest venue in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes I wish I didn't. It's the same thing every week as you know. Bring your own bottle, bring your own wife or girlfriend, a potluck dish for that free-flowing buffet. Fred mingles with like-minded swingers. That's his potluck part of the experience. And old Lonnie eats his way through stacks of free food, which this week included crow. <laughs> Fresh from me neighbour I watched his field. Yep, unfortunately not old crow from me farmhouse. After all, that'd be very tough eating indeed, wouldn't it? So, when Saturday finally rolled around, Fred told me this week's theme was the pole dance party. Oh dear. Fred reckons his plan is to attract a more interesting bunch of swingers. Well, add to that, Fred had a hard time getting his pole up in time for the party. And of course, old Lonnie was no help in that department. But when he finally succeeded, the first of his weighty swingers to test it out sent me crashing back to him. <laughs> you know, I was surprised to see the wife at his party to begin with. Either way, I headed home pretty fast too. Oh dear, I didn't want her to know I was in on a secret outing. <laughs> Well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. Me 95-year-old rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed 
reminiscence therapy. <laughs> this time, old Nan remembered something she'd forgotten. Yeah, but by the time I got to speak with her, she'd forgotten it again. Right now, she's trying to remember what it was, but unfortunately, it was too late to put in me show. So I was thinking, well, it's season seven, and I remembered how me rapper restaurant ceased to run in Buddy. Yep, that's Shana Condabinti. Oh, yeah! <laughs> wants to have a little feature on me show. See, he's heard old Nan remembers and wants to chat about his family members too. And something close to his heart. Yep, reincarnation. Mm. Believe me when I say there's more than a few members in his highly extended family. At last count, there were well over 500. That's right, 500. Nasty thought, in it? <laughs> yep, see, he's got cousins, uncles and aunties, half-cousins, third-cousins, estranged cousins, and even plain old strange cousins everywhere on Earth. <laughs> but the funny thing is Pashana doesn't want to discuss just the earthly ones. Oh, no, see's big on the afterlife and reincarnation, so he's been telling me about some of the oddest kinds they've experienced. First up, though, is his uncle Rajiv Kondapinde. Yeah, he was probably the most reliable family member he ever claimed. Yeah, Bashana could always rely on him, no matter what. He helped him with his business, lent him money, gave him lots of sound advice over the years, too. When Bashana reckons most of his family are just all and out menaces. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, old uncle Rajiv died last year of an unreliable heart attack. And Pashana says, although he misses him, Rajiv's already been reincarnated. Mm. Yep, as a Toyota. Okie dokie. <laughs> mm. Oh dear, yep, Pashana reckons it's a very reliable vehicle, but not quite what I expected to hear either. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely, tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few, and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes, if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of the road books go in me giveaway charity box, and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> okay then, I've ended up with just one odd book this time around. It's called The Close to Death Crisis by A. Senior II. Mm. It's a funny title and a highly disturbing book if you think about it. Oh dear. It describes everything you need to consider as part of an ongoing midlife crisis. Yep, that's away from buying a fast two-seater, a Harley, and fishing around sugar baby websites whilst telling your wife you're just fishing <laughs> but the author hmm, he's chatting about the need for answers in his rather otherwise empty life yeah he goes on at least one course a week he's learning to play the guitar ski sail and levitate <laughs> he's even taken up yoga swimming and dance lessons he's read 67 self-help books and has covered his home in motivational post-it notes that's right on the inside and the outside. Mind <laughs> you, expect the rain has made the outside ones look like a paper mache mess, though. Oh dear. Well, back to the book. I'm burning this one quickly. You know, I just don't have the time to be that motivated this week. 
Well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all me shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. I got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yeah, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Niger in Africa. Yeah, you'll be glad to hear it's not another tasteless, distasteful, revolting foodie one. Yay! <laughs> oh no, we're looking at some odd customs over the next few weeks. So back to Niger and the Wadabi tribe. Yep, they're big on stealing each other's wives. <laughs> yep, that's right. Apparently their first marriages are the arranged kind right back to when they're kids. Add to that, they are usually cousins too. <laughs> but at least me fireman Ding Dang will be interested in that bit of information. <laughs> anyway, so far every year during a special festival, the men dress up and wear tons of makeup. Mm. The plan is to go and steal someone else's old lady. Mm. If they succeed in stealing one away unnoticed from the current hubby, <laughs> they later become recognised socially. Very convenient. Yep, it's that easy. <laughs> Hmm. Oh well, I suppose I could head over to Africa on a dark night and keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> you know, I could even buy the wife a Steal Me Now t-shirt just to make sure. Oh dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling estate. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. (laughs) Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manor. Just good old-fashioned manners. So how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Ned Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, uh, Ned, this is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. Your brother Buck said that I am a flake. And yes, it does sound absolutely ridiculous. Anyway, Ned, can you tell me what on earth he's talking about as I haven't a clue? All I want to know is whether he thinks I'm made of chocolate or it's something far worse. You know, I just love the way he introduced himself on me voicemail there. <laughs> it's as if I actually know someone else who sounds just like him. Oh dear, anyway, let me translate it for you, Nigel. This time Buck says Nigel is a flake. Of course, Nigel, you think Buck's deliberately confusing you. Well, it's a weird expression away, but totally different from what you'd imagine. By the way, over in old England, a flake is the name of a chocolate candy. Hmm. So that's what he's talking about back there. But anyway, Nigel, 
Buck's just saying that when he invited you out for an evening drinking session and you didn't show up, you were a flake. In other words, you stood him up. <laughs> you know, that's not always a bad idea. More so when we half-brother is famous for stiffing other people for drinks. Oh dear. <laughs> Wait, no, do you like that makes some kind of sense to you? <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me in contemplative commentating over old Rush's Stonewall Jackson farm again this week to listen to a lot of hot air and gas. Yep, he's the guy with about the same size carbon footprint as your average coal mine. Add to that, it's all in snippet-sized instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old mucker. <laughs> this week, Rush is back in Florida and I was hoping to get Rush's little feature back again. You know, Rush recalls where he's not talking about his private oaths for the Democrats. Oh no, he's looking back at past events. This time, though, he's fresh back from his home state of Tennessee and he's got an idea after speaking to some of his senior friends. Yep. They've all got what are called bucket lists. You know, I'd heard this expression and just imagine old folks who've done nothing with their lives deciding to spend the rest of it carrying a bucket around with them. But no, Rush has convinced me it's something he wants to get on board with, so I decide to let him have his say. He reckons the top of his private bucket list is helping to extend the space programme in his lifetime. Him along with his folks, another bunch of so-called bright sparks, think it's a great idea. Particularly the programme of setting up a colony on Mars. That's right, Mars. See, Rush reckons if it's done right, his folks can use the enhanced space programme to send all the Democrats to Mars. Yep, for good. Oh dear. Even his bucket list has the same focus as the rest of his things. <laughs> you know... I have a great idea too. You know, I was wondering if Rush and his folks would like to go out and check out the place first. What do you reckon? Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Add to that, he doesn't have much to say before he excuses himself again with that standoff statement. That's right, this great excuse to bail on me early. Gotta go. Oh dear, Rush has always gotta go and flush. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit-down. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Young Alice was in a happy mood when I visited. She decided to close the gates on animal adoption for her growing sanctuary. Oh, yes, she's a bit overrun right now. <laughs> and that's one thing. The other is her plan to write a book, and it's about her tarot experiences. Oh, dear, I just hope she doesn't include me readings in that book yet. Yeah, it would break most folks' hearts. I just need to come up with the most gruesome cards. Yeah, Alice reckons that's because I won't take the advice of the spiritual world and finally sort out me living arrangements. <laughs> Add to that, I made the mistake of telling her I got 28 hours sleep last week. Yep, that's four hours a day, multiplied by seven. 
On the other hand, she reminded me of how we should all take more notes, the wonders of nature, and baffle me again. With a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. Yep, piranha fish are more likely to be eaten by humans than the other way round. <laughs> yep, the piranha does have a bad rap, doesn't it? Yeah, it would take hundreds attacking at the same time to strip a human of flesh. Add to that, they'd have to get through your clothes first, I suppose. Apparently they rarely attack humans, you know, although in places like Guyana, they're the ones that regularly get fished and eaten. Mm, you know, I always imagine the boy from beyond it as a cup of piranha fish, you know, you know all mouth and lots of teeth. Particularly when faced with a pile of easy to get out food. Anyway, as always, Alice's cake, company, and coffee was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, we lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, my listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Well, first up, I got a call from Marsha in Maryland. Yeah, she called me to chat about this really disturbing story. One billion people could be obese by 2030. Well, it's only eight years away, and what's worse, it's double the number there was in 2010. Oh, dear. Well, of course, I got my own version of that here on the farm, but apparently the countries that will be worst affected by this growing trend are Turkey, the UK and Ireland. Oh dear, an odd group for sure. <laughs> My second item comes from Calvin in Calcutta. He told me about this guy in Bosnia who's given up life as a builder to become a full-time Viking. <laughs> oh dear, yep, he's becoming a Viking and he's growing a huge beard, dresses like one and has a house full of medieval weapons. Yep, loads of them. Add to that, he spends his days throwing axes around his attic. <laughs> you know, whatever next. Well, he's hoping to organise an axe-hurling competition soon. <laughs> Add to that, he starts out this crazy obsession after watching a Viking TV show. You know, I never knew they even had TV back then. <laughs> <laughs> My final caller came right out of the blue. That's Zach in Zurich. Yep, he called me to tell me about a new Swiss company that's built a four-legged robot that can drive along just like a car on four wheels around 15 mile an hour and then stand up or spring up more like and walk on its own two legs <laughs> they reckon it will be useful for a bunch of different things really well we just have to see what they are won't we the thing sounds more like a road hogging menace to me and we've already got enough of them on the road haven't we <laughs> oh dear. the first thing i can imagine it doing is becoming a stand-up comedian <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Hey, dubious Command Agent 50% is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear, I did say odd. Anyway, here goes. Here at Kinky Kitty Boots, Wisconsin, Inc., doing business as Scratching Pussy Enterprises, we've definitely got the cheapest and most effective way of stopping your cat in its tracks. Yep, no more damaged furniture, scratch wood or destroyed fabric. 
Oh no, go to our website today at nomorescratchingpussy.com and find our latest products. We've got kitty boots in a range of sizes, colours and styles. Yep, keep those beastly claws covered and your problems are over. That's right, we keep it real and keep them covered. But wait, that's not all. Our national sales manager, I Claw for Cash Jr., has a special offering just for Ned Nash Show listeners. Yep, with every set of four kitty boots this week only, we'll throw in a second set of our two-part Velcro specials. One part conveniently hangs on your wall and the other attaches to our painted kitty boots. We call it the timeout kit. And you can't beat a deal like that, can you? So visit us today and remember our motto. Stop that pussy scratching or double your money back. <laughs> no, I was not expecting that one at all. I can understand the need for putting cats in line. They sure do a lot of damage indoors. On the other hand, I wonder if they also sell a human version of the kitty mittens. <laughs> you know, it won't stop the wife from beyond it, but it will definitely slow him down. <laughs> On the other hand, a human version of the Velcro kind might work wonders around here for sure. Oh dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember farmers are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters, without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all me radio shows at nednatter.com yep they're all safe use podcasts too add to that there's me social media links so come by and say hi it'd be great to hear from you thanks so much for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you again and I hope you join me on the Ned Nat show soon so until then keep a smile on your face think positive and don't sweat small stuff the grass is not always green on the other side it might just be a freeway <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs> the Ned Natter Show is written and presented by me, Ned Natter. The show is produced and recorded live in Florida, USA by Doris Billsborough. And the Ned Natter Show is managed and represented by Grace Windsor at Nexus Media. <laughs> <laughs>